0: Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Nathan and Ed, how's it going? I'm good. I'm also good. Good week so far? Yeah. So far.
1: Yeah. So far. So damn. far.
0: Now, since the last one we recorded, uh, Nathan's Hawks have wow. been
1: eliminated. I know. We talked I about know. that a few weeks ago. And... Yeah. For you and me, the Braves are Ronald, Ronald Acuna. Yes, has killed the rest of our season, right. probably. You know, I always hold out a hope that there's going to be a short window where somebody who can't really play will think we'll they play. can play for a couple of weeks mm. and then they will be exposed. My, my hopes
0: have been lowered, so whatever happens now, I'll be happy.
2: Okay, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I'm trying to tell myself. Okay, keep on. So, you, you doing all right, Nathan? Yeah, Thanks I'm doing fine. Writing, writing was on the wall towards the end of that it series, was. anyway. So it was.
1: It's
2: gonna be. It's gonna be fine. I think the Bucks are gonna get theirs from the Suns, and we're gonna be all
1: right. I also think that. We're gonna yes. it,
2: I'll be. I'll be all right. I By the
1: time do. I this. Comes this. out, it will all be over, and we'll be about at the draft.
2: Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's true. I don't know when this one's
1: coming out, but yeah, probably. This I'm just talking off the top of my head. This is the end end of July.
0: So yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, Right about that time. So. Yeah, I will say this for all of you who tune in for this scintillating NBA talk. Nah, there are yeah. better podcasts. Go ahead, much man. better. Oh, Ooh, I, was say, I was just
2: gonna say. I was just gonna say. I do want the Suns to win because they're they're a young team outside of Chris Paul who who deserves at this point to, to win. One thing, but I do also. I really like Giannis. I think he is. I think he is <laughs> LeBron esque in this one thing in that he is carrying a team that will not help him. And I think he is. I mean, occasionally there's sparks of life, but I think eventually he's gonna get himself to a Miami type team. And he's going to do fine.
1: I was, you know, I, I went and saw Chris Paul play in college against Georgia tech wow. years ago. Cause he was, and I cannot remember the guy, he, the big in guy, 1987 when Chris Paul, no. yeah. we, he was on the wake forest team and I took some of you guys. It may have been, I remember, you. I remember going to well, a couple that. Georgia well, that's tech who games. we played. Okay. We were, went to Georgia tech game and we watched wake Forest. and he had a big dude who also got drafted in the NBA. We could have drafted Ch- Chris Paul, the Hawks. We mm. chose the big guy instead it was a bad call. Who was you the, think? <laughs> well, it was a Hawks. It was, yes, it was a bad yeah. call.
2: Yeah, well, that's always
0: the way that goes, unfortunately. Yes, that's how it goes.
1: For the Hawks, at least. But yes. There you go. Well, for all Atlanta sports. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ronald Acuna got hurt. I don't know if y'all heard or not. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Can we not talk about
1: it? It's still a little fresh there, Dave. It head. is. A little oh. fresh. A little bit fresh. All right. So, I
0: have a headline. Oh, good. And I know y'all are excited. I am.
1: Yeah, is anxiety, it is about, about Ronald Acuna? No. Oh, no. Okay. No. No. It's, is it about a bird? <laughs> no. It, is it about a urine-soaked house? No, let's not You're go You're getting warmer. Oh. oh, man. Well, I, You're getting warmer. I could say something about urine and getting warmer, but I won't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but
0: it, it, is, it is about uh, something uh, adjacent to that. Okay, just give it to us. Here's the uh, headline, and and then I'll probably have to show you something. Oh. I don't want to know if I want to see it. All right. The CDC just grossed everyone out Mm -hmm. with an absolutely poop-tastic summer gif.
2: (laughs) What? News outlet is it from that says poop
1: tastic? Well, I also the, a very
0: reputable one. You
1: know what I'm saying? The I'll I'll Washington say, Post. I know there are certain listeners here that there's somebody I know that listens cat and poop is like the funniest word to them. Oh, so well, they're and, laughing. And right so right. they're like, there are other people that I know are like, mm, that's it. I'm not listening to the rest of this episode. So apparently
0: the the CDC uh, put out a and and by the way, young 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 Buck, would you tell me is it Jif or Gif?
2: I believe it's Jif.
0: It's Jif. Okay, he's the youngest. I had to ask him. Yes. A G-I-F. i G-I-F. I'll tell you
1: this. He has a brother that has made a career out of arguing that. Yeah, yeah, but really? I, think, I think he <laughs> yeah.
2: argues the soft G. I can't remember. What I remember is I was wrong with whatever it was because I have you know, heard
1: that argued many times, and I don't I
2: think it's like a Swedish guy who
0: okay. invented the format. So, what happened was a, a few weeks ago, uh, the CDC, they, they, they are very active on social media, and on Twitter, they put out these messages for people and give them like health advisements, you know, and things okay. that they should know and things that they should do uh, in accordance to their health. And so, a few weeks ago, they tweeted out this gif um, trying to warn people about, uh, well, getting sick in swimming pools. And I'll just show it to you guys. I, I saw it. about it? Getting, Somebody, getting did you see sick that?
2: in a swimming pool? Oh, please.
0: Don't leave your mark at the pool this summer. Oh! It wow. only takes one person with diarrhea to contaminate an entire pool. The image is of a little girl sliding down a slide into a pool with a stream of brown coming out of her behind at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And this, this is what the CDC is, is using our tax dollars for. Can you see that?
2: Yeah, I see it. I,
1: don't,
0: I uh, want to unsee that. Yeah, don't you want to unsee I've, that? I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a cartoon. It's not real. But No, it's not.
1: Jason, what's the name of the, the uh, park uh, your family? My family used to go two years ago that's on the north side of Atlanta where all the swimming pools are and you know it's a part of Six Flags. What's the name of that place? Whitewater. Whitewater, thank you. I couldn't remember the name of it. Yes. I was at Whitewater years ago with my kids and they had to clean out the wave pool Yeah. for that very thing. They're mm-hmm. like, everybody get out! The E. coli warning. Yep, yep. So
0: this article goes on to talk about Did work. someone
2: ask a question about is it okay for me to poop in a pool?
0: <laughs> that's what I want to know because because <laughs> the, the story is they think this is a big thing, a problem that they need to warn people about. I'm wondering how many people thought it was okay to swim in a diarrhea pool. Uh, well, I
2: don't think that's the issue. The issue is that someone thought they were allowed to initiate the diarrhea pool. Uh...
1: I think y'all are talking too much about this, and it's time to Are we
0: on. thinking too much about this? I don't
1: this? know what you're thinking. Nice. I'm hearing too many words about it. All
0: right. <laughs> but anyway, there's, a seri- there's actually a, a couple of gifs that the CDC created with these images to remind us that we should not swim in pools where people have diarrhea. <laughs> All right. Okay. Good to know.
1: That's good to know.
0: i just like to say this is, is, this is probably going to get all those people who are upset at the CDC going, see there? They've been doing that and not doing the, the, the stuff about COVID.
1: Well, for the people I know that don't trust them on COVID, I'm wondering if they trust them on the diarrhea. Well, bowls. that's the other <laughs> thing. Like, I am so going to be in the diarrhea. Bowl. I don't believe this, it. I don't believe it. <laughs> this ain't
2: North Korea. <laughs> if I want to go to the pool sick, I can go to the sick sick don't you come
0: at me yes (laughs) all right i'm all about that so freedom i'm just happy that the cdc is protecting us from well I guess, I guess if you had to tweet it out, they're the ones to tweet it out. Well, you know, that's the thing. is Somebody had to sit down and go, guys, this is really a problem. Unless someone asked a question. Maybe somebody asked a question.
1: You guys mm-hmm. shared in my neighborhood Facebook group page really? about because our, uh, about pool. our it viral. pool. It went viral. It went viral. That's we the
0: reason pool. it became a headline, because people started sharing this, and it was a viral thing for for quite some time.
2: So You know what I know for sure? No one asked us a question about this. Jason just thought we should <laughs> talk about this. I can tell you 100%. I see the document where we get questions. Questions.
1: Yes, I do this want, was not sent in as a to question. I want to say to, to everybody Jason. that has a comment about this, Jason. <laughs> Jackson at was the one who thought see, well,
0: so y'all know my my criteria is I <laughs> I scan through these headlines and then I go, now they're going to talk about that one. <laughs> all right, well, and then I just and then I just print it out. That's what I do. All, all right. right, we're glad. All right, <laughs> and I was right. You were right. So here we are. At, you know, we're what ten minutes into this thing,
1: and uh, there you go. Y'all were talking about well, it. Well,
2: you so were worried it was going to be a short one, and that was not the case. For that
1: conversation, i no, will so put a marker to move everybody past that talk.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now we'll get to the real questions that people actually did okay. send okay, us. Great. Okay. Okay. Great. These are these are questions about. The Bible and such as that. Gotcha. And we'll probably know about as much as we can. <laughs> yeah, there, maybe. So here, the first question uh, from a listener comes to us, and they would like us to talk about uh, the skin that God used to clothe Adam and Eve. To refresh y'all's memory about that story, Adam and Eve sin, and then they realize they're naked, they cover themselves up, and then it, the text tells us that God killed some animals and gave them skins to cover themselves up. Like gave them some clothes. So this person wants to know that they they've heard some things. Mm-hmm. They've heard that this was an animal skin that God sacrificed, and then they said they had heard somebody said it was an actual human skin. I don't know where that mm-hmm. came from. Uh, they like, said like a
2: Hannibal Lecter situation.
0: I guess. <laughs> okay. And then they said I also heard that it was a snake skin from the serpent. So he took the serpent oh. that's in the story and skinned him like made some boots. I don't think that that's not enough to clothe made you, a suitcase.
1: That's how that got started. That's how it got started. <laughs> I guess God, so. God. All Here right. you go, put these boots on. God is the first crocodile <laughs> Dundee.
0: <laughs> so the question is, are any of those That's not a knife?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the question is, are any of those theories accurate?
1: I don't know,
0: and that's I mean, what that's I'm my saying. My answer to the question: yeah. I don't know. That we I'm don't. Try,
1: I'm reading the passage right now. You're going to read so the passage. To see what it says exactly. What from my
0: memory, say? I don't remember it even giving a hint as to where I, the skin came from. Is
1: this not though in the? All se- it says is the, the Lord made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. And that's it. It doesn't say. Uh, I, you know, okay. I don't want to get into that because that's speculation. I just I'll try not to speculate. Like, I think
2: you can say what it doesn't say. It's not well, speculation I, I, to say I, what it doesn't I know, say.
1: No, I know. It just takes us down a rabbit trail I don't want to get into.
2: Okay well I want to say this then. Okay. In a, in, a, in, in the realm of speculation or not. I've also had questions about what the fruit was. Have you, you, have, you had those questions? I I have, said, does, it, yeah. it does minister? not say. It doesn't say what the it fruit is. Say. It doesn't say what the animal skin is. And I think this part's important. That's not the point of the story.
0: Good job. And yes, I think right.
2: I think whenever you're reading the Bible you have to hold in your head, it's not trying to answer every kind of question. That's right. And I would even say on the parts that are historical narrative, it is not writing historical narrative the way we currently write historical narratives in that it's going to be an 800-page you know opus and it's going to cover everything. Like I thought about this. Um, I was just editing one of your messages. It's probably coming out around one of this time yeah. that Jason wrote where you're talking about um, – Uh, Philip uh, Mm. and the Ethiopian and how according to church tradition Mm -hmm. it was probably this Ethiopian who started the church in Africa spread the message there. The Bible doesn't cover that and the reason why is the Bible isn't even trying to cover the spread of Christianity. The the Bible is trying to cover what happened to these followers of Jesus and especially in the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. Luke is trying to cover what happened to these followers of Jesus. How did they interact with the Holy spirit how did how did they live out the mission God had given them what did the church look like those are the questions it's trying to answer and yeah. so when we come into it well how did the church in in Africa start that's not the question it's trying to answer and yeah. in this case the the question it's trying to answer is not <laughs> what kind of animal, or even or even questions about sacrifice that's mm, not the that's kind right. of that's not the kind of question it's trying to answer. The Bible does talk about things like that later on, but this story is not <laughs> trying to answer that question. It's not trying to qu- Well, and I'm not sure f- for
1: sure why we would need to know. Well,
2: that's what I mean because it's not mm-hmm. the part. It's even it's not even trying to
0: answer that that part. That's right. Now, and and to be fair, there are some images that you'll see in the Bible that then it gets it picks up in other places and you can say oh well, that's like this like sure. if someone wanted to say well when you know they sinned god had to kill an animal and then clothe them that's like the sacrificial system that l- developed later right I mean, sure. you can you can draw parallels you but can you can't draw like doctrines out of it right
1: because you have to realize i am drawing out and i'm reaching conclusions uh, but they aren't clearly stated that's right it's, I had a conversation with somebody recently about something, the difference between uh, things that are clearly stated in the Bible in multiple places, like Jesus is the Son of God, like mm. Jesus died on a cross, like the command that is central to Christianity of loving people. I mean, that's mm-hmm. stated all throughout in many different places in many different ways. But there are things that I believe that come down to a verse. Mm. Mm. They're stated in a yeah. place. That's yeah. right. They're and i hold those looser than i do the ones that are repeated many many times because i was taught in in trans, in, in understanding the bible that Every time you had a single verse and you built a whole theology out of it, you just need to realize you might not have understood the verse completely correctly mm-hmm. and you just need to be really careful with that. And yeah. this is even less than that because there's not a command here, it's a description of something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And I think I think what you're talking about there and this is this is important which is the Bible is not even addressing doctrine. The idea that if the Bible was a book of doctrine, they would have written it a lot differently because all three of us have read systematic books about doctrine and they don't read like stories. They read, this is what you are to believe about this. And this is what you are to believe. And they use biblical sources to uh, bolster their argument. But The Bible is not coming out and saying, here are the six things you need to believe, uh, and if you believe those things, you're good. What the Bible is doing is telling this narrative about uh, a story we get to enter into that God has accomplished through Jesus. Ultimately, the climax is at Jesus, uh, but then we get to enter into that same story. And so, in this book of Genesis, we are a part of that story because the point of that beginning beginning part is this is how human beings who are made in a good image of God uh, take that good image and mess it up, and we and we break it, and we rebel against God, and we do this. But and you take this this section about Uh, God clothing them in animal skin. God is still faithful to us. Even when we are faithless to him, even when we turn from him, God still takes care of us, protects us. That's the story that even if you are not a believer, you're a part of, because you have done that. You have turned from God and God is still providing and taking care of. And that's, that's the part of it. It's not trying to give us a clear, believe this, know this. It's, you get to be a part of this, and Jesus is the part we want to so live out.
1: Jason, in the original question, is there any indication of what the person w- wants to know or why this is a question for them? It's just interest. They'd heard some things yeah. they want us to try to clarify. Well, uh, it may clear it up in the next question. <laughs>
0: You think this next question is the same person? Because they they both came in at the same time, kind of back-to-back. And And you think they might be the same? I think they might be related because the next question—so good segue, Ed. (laughs) Uh, So the next question says this. It says, if animals were living in harmony with each other and with people at the time of Adam and Eve, were we all intended to be vegetarians? So I think maybe the questioner was trying to say, well, okay, you know, was that the whole killing of the animal thing— as a result of the fall and aren't we supposed to be in harmony with animals and things like that?
1: Well, again, I don't don't know of a place that it specifically states that animals were living in harmony. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a uh, poetic way of talking about the future kingdom that says lions laid down with lambs and people talk about that. And I get why I probably have said that kind of thing too, that, it's a poetic way of saying all division, strife, violence, all of that's going to be Mm -hmm. gone. Mm -hmm. And people go, well, that's the way God created in the beginning. I could see where that's true and I can believe that. But if you ask me, do I know for sure, that's the way it was in the beginning. I don't know that for for sure because everything I know about the, about what God says about creation has been revealed to me. It is undiscoverable. Yeah, and, you know I can't go out and and try to recreate it and figure it out somewhere. God mm-hmm. has to tell me His part in what was taking place in that because mm-hmm. I don't have a way to know. Yeah,
0: and I would say to this person because I, to be fair, I, there are some people that um, who are followers of Jesus who have come to the conviction because of. Um, their beliefs and the way they interpret the scripture that they do believe that we should be vegetarians and I don't Mm -hmm. fault them one bit for that belief I just would like you said earlier it's one of those beliefs that you just have to hold loosely because it's Mm -hmm. for some people it's just an interpretation where they would come to that you know there's a a scholar that I respect a whole lot uh, right now has come to that conclusion because of his Mm nonviolent reading of scripture which I I agree with Mm -hmm. um, but that is also led him into saying well I think mm-hmm. that includes the way we treat animals and creation so he has decided to become a vegetarian I say great if you know I certainly don't see that as a plain enough reading of scripture to mandate that mm-hmm. for all followers of Jesus in fact you know it was even God who revealed in a vision to uh, Peter that mm-hmm. you know hey all food is clean right. now for you to eat it's okay to kill and eat these animals and and God kind of put his stamp on that so I don't I don't Again, that's a progressive revelation kind of thing that might have been we were moving towards something else. I get that. Um, But it's certainly not plain
1: enough. Yeah, it's not plain enough for me to say Mm -hmm. supposed to sounds like Mm -hmm. this is what should be happening. Or it's sin if you don't Yeah, Yeah, that we're off track a little bit. Mm I, the the person you're talking about that i i that argument about the removal of violence and mm-hmm. that God loves all of his creation including yeah. animals including the planet I believe all of that me too and when that came together it has moved me more toward thinking you know that's probably a viable point of view mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I should consider now I still eat meat i yep. love meat me too uh, mm-hmm. all of those kind of things I haven't totally gone there because i I don't believe it's a right or wrong kind of situation Right. in any way uh, that God cared about because there's too much in the New Testament where there were chances when they were talking specifically about eating meat that someone could have said, hey, we're not supposed to be eating any kind, right. of, you know, yeah. only plants anyway. Yeah.
0: Didn't you recently just make a I shift? I did. So I'm here to
2: tell you, you're all wrong. Ah. In that, uh, well, no. thanks, there, Nathan. No, no, no. So, and just to be clear, uh, I, I wouldn't. I don't necessarily refer to myself fully as vegetarian. I try to eat less meat than I ever have. I probably, I allow myself once a month to eat specifically Popeye's chicken. So there you go, Popeye's. That's <laughs> yours. You. I got to eat some Popeye's you're a chicken. I'm a <laughs> yeah. uh, But the rest of the the rest of the time, I try to be as meatless as I can. It is not for this reason. Um, it's interesting to me. I, I assume people are making assumptions when I tell them I don't eat meat because I've, I've not actually had anyone ask me really why why don't you eat meat anymore? I've had one person ask me, and uh, mine is completely environmental. Um, and I want to be I want to be completely transparent on this too. There's actually a lot of reports now. Originally, when I first started reading about it, that have come out and said you can cut your carbon emissions by 50% if you do that. They now say it's probably a lot less than that. Uh, but and this This is what I've learned and I also have listened to the theologian that you talked about talk about the nonviolence and his argument which i think is a very interesting one which is it's that these small sacrifices you make help to bolster bigger ones you make right, so right, yeah. if you get to a place where you say i'm so committed to nonviolence that i won't even hurt a, you know a fly you yeah. know in that idea that makes it easier when you have to be face to face with a human sure. mine is the same thing when it comes to environmentalism i felt very convicted god cares about it i think we are not doing enough to take care of the planet human beings as a whole are not taking care, so if I can do my part every day when I choose, I'm not good. Like we went to McDonald's today. McDonald's has nothing that you can eat that's <laughs> They've taken their salad. I ate a cinnamon roll and french fries. Not a very healthy mm-hmm. meal, but when I when I make that choice, it's a reminder to me uh, mm-hmm. that I'm trying to make these choices and other things, so mm-hmm. recycling
0: and things of that nature. So that's that part. So it's kind of like a spiritual discipline. And It is yeah. 100%.
2: For that's me, awesome. it is a conviction of, cool. I want to care about the planet more than I ever have in my life. I think God wants
1: us to. And then, so every meal becomes a rem- reminder, this is it's why i It's like fasting. It. In yeah, a I get That's that. really cool. I get that. That's Every a meal idea. is a
2: reminder, I should be doing this. And it, it makes it easier in other areas to do that. So, all of that to say, I think an interesting part about the question of human beings living in harmony with animals, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying whether I believe this or not. I think it's an interesting way to approach the scripture. And this goes back to our just previous conversation about how to approach scripture. I just heard, and I think it was the Bible Project, but a, a group of theologians talk about, that often things we look at in scripture and we say, man, that's really vague. And it doesn't make sense. Their point is that's how ancient literature was written Mm. was to leave things vague so that you would have to sit and meditate on it Mm. and think about and go, why did Cain do that? Why did Abel do Mm. that? Why was this part of the story? And I think one thing we should meditate on is living in harmony with creation. Does that mean that animals need to be treated exactly like humans? Right, that's right. And therefore, I and I do believe this that God has a created order in which things go. And so I can see, like uh, it's Greg Boyd who's the theologian who would say that nonviolence even applies to animals. And I won't even eat uh, meat that goes to uh, that. That I could see you taking that argument, but no one takes that argument to other little thing, li- living things like plants, True. which are living things because we understand those sit in a different place in the created order right. and that God did design those to be eaten and he did not design humans to be eaten. I mean, all over cultures, that's one of those things where you talk about like relative morality, everyone basic, I'm not saying everyone lives that way, but in those cultures, people look and go eating humans. There's something we separate ourselves mm-hmm. from the tribes that eat humans because there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. We understand there's a created order. It may be possible that the reason that God would say it's possible to live in harmony and to want what's best for an animal, but that, the, that God did make certain animals to be eaten by humans. I'm not saying that he did. I don't know because this is all speculation. He
0: wouldn't have made steak so dang good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but my point is it's possible for us, and I think we have to wrestle with this. What does it mean to live in harmony with the creation? Yeah. Does that mean I totally refrain from eating animals, if that's what you think? I think if that's your conviction, you should do that. But is it possible... Uh, that God doesn't expect me, and I will say in our modern world, we are kind of blurring some lines as far as the importance between animals and humans and sometimes missing the mark on that uh, because we don't understand there is a difference in the created order and there is a good. I, I had I, I had conversations after my my sermon about love where I said uh, love means to will the good of another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can love an animal because you can want what's best for that animal. And I'm sorry to say this if this really upsets you, but that animal does animal. not love love you in return because yeah. that animal is not looking for your good. That animal yeah. may like you and enjoy being around you. It may
1: even help and take care of you. Sure. sure.
2: But it it is doing that for different motivations other than exactly. I want what's best for you. That's right. And, th- and, I, and, and that's not a harsh thing to say. I don't feel like it is. I feel I had conversations with people that felt like that was a harsh thing to say. But I feel like unless we understand that part of it, that God... God gave me the mandate, as I use the example, and this is actually from Dallas Willard, about humans wanting to go get the, get the whales, rescue whales, but no whales ever go, let's mm-hmm. go rescue the humans, because that was the position we were put in. God wants us to take care of animals and to love them in that way.
1: It's a part of our mandate.
2: It's yeah. part of, and that comes out of Genesis as well.
0: Well, it's a part of us being like God. That's right. Yes. And he's calling us to, you know, bear his image, which that's part of being an image bearer. So yeah, yes. That's right. Okay. All right. Last question. So for we had the,
1: no answer to either one of those, not not <laughs> definitively.
0: Well, no. I think uh, th- to to answer the question, th- are we intended to be vegetarians? Uh, you know, intended, I, intended is it's tough to n- answer. Yeah, if yeah. can too,
1: too far to go yeah. to say a yes or no.
2: And once again, that's not the point of that story. Right. And I don't want to just use that well, it's as not a the point and, of the
1: Bible in general. The Bible right. is not trying to answer that question. That's yes. right it's well, like saying should human beings use computers? Well, the Bible doesn't have a category for that. Well, and right. just
0: this past week, I made a statement about, you know, the way of Christ is a way of freedom. Uh, There's a lot. And I think I wish people saw this. There's a lot of freedom baked into the text. Yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there really is. There's a lot of things that are, you know, and and I know it frustrates people when I say, well, there's no right wrong on that one. There there are some, of course there are. Oh, but there's a lot of things that people will ask me about this one being one of them. And I have to say to them, there is no right wrong on that. You (laughs) have the freedom to decide on that. And to me, I, I, I don't think that's a frustrating thing. That's an encouraging thing to me <laughs> because the way of Christ, as I said in my sermon, uh, well, I just preached this past week, but it'll be a few weeks ago now. But, you know, the way of Christ is a, a way of freedom. And if it's not, you might not be following Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's right. this is one of those cases. So I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, last question. And I've heard this one before. Uh, so this one, uh, I, this is something a lot of people have asked me before. So here it is. Where did Jesus go after he died and before he resurrected? And then they make reference. They say he told the thief on the cross that today you'll be with me in paradise. But then scripture alludes to Jesus going to hell for an unclear reason. So what was he doing for those three days? So let me let me clear that up and then we'll answer it. Uh, the passage that they're referring to is, of course, when Jesus was on the cross, he did speak those words to the, one of the thieves next to him. He said, today you're going to be with me in paradise. The other scripture that they're referring to I believe is in First Peter, Second Peter, one of those two, where Peter makes this very obscure reference to when Jesus died, he went and preached to the spirits in prison. Right. And a lot of people interpret that to mean that he somehow went into hell where there were people who were trapped there and then he preached the gospel to them and there's some sort of... Uh, um... I will say, just to kick that off, that passage is a very hotly debated, not yes. very well understood passage, so I would not make a doctrine out of it. <laughs> I would not make a, well, this is what it means, because there have not been any real agreement well, on that in centuries. So. It isn't
2: similar to that passage. Isn't there a place in either Ephesians yeah. or something where Paul says he descended to the, the to the dead or descended he to quo- the realm of the He quotes the
1: dead. A Old Testament, Testament yeah. passage, and he led captivity... He led those captives,
2: right? Captivity. Yes, but yes. the word that he uses isn't hell. There, it's the it's a word for uh, the, it's Sheol. It's the land of the dead, which exactly. isn't the same as the same. as hell.
1: And I think that that part is important. But I guess the question is, and, and paradise was would be included in the Jewish mindset, right? That kind of place, the is Don't think he's meaning heaven. That, right. That, mm-hmm. I don't believe that's or. What we typically when people say heaven here, they're thinking about pearly gates and all that kind (laughs) of stuff, which I mean, when they most time when people say to me, my I believe my mom's in heaven, they're thinking that. But the truth is that image that John uses in Revelation, where that comes from, that's an end of time thing. That's that's
2: the new heaven and the new earth that are
0: that are being. So
1: we don't. The unfortunate part of this for me on those questions is what's he doing those three A's? I I don't know. I don't know. And we're not told. Yeah, we're not told. I can speculate. I can tell you what people have said in different theologies, but no one's crystal clear. And it's one of those things, again, if you have a verse that seems to indicate something, you should not probably build a whole... Right or wrong theology. Well and even
2: theology. the even the today you will be with me in paradise is another one that people have debates oh, over yeah. of whether it literally means within the next twenty-four hours you'll be in this place, or if what it means is your experience of the passage of time. Because there are there are people who believe that when Paul refers to people as being asleep, that it means consciously oh, yeah. that it's a diff that it's a different thing. Once again, to me, and I, we had this conversation on another place here at the podcast, to me, whether I am in in that moment in the in in the presence of god or is it my experience of it is in that moment i'm in the presence of god to me those because from my experience they're the same either way so it, it, And the it's,
1: key thing for me with the thief and when paul says to be absent from the body to so be present with the lord Being with the Lord is what matters. Right. The thief was going to be with the Lord. Yes. And everywhere you are with the Lord, you are okay. You're all right. When you're in a boat in a storm and it's going Mm. to turn over and you think you're going to die, if Jesus is in the boat, you're okay. Mm -hmm. And everywhere you go as a follower of Jesus, you're okay, including death. So I don't know where Jesus was those three days. I don't know for sure about soul sleep and yes. really, you know where no, all of that no idea. I don't know that I can see where when people say that to me I go yeah I, I know that mm-hmm. passage and mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you you're absolutely 100% wrong for And what th- does it change
2: about either my responsibilities here or my experience there either yeah. way
1: D- uh,
0: yeah and if, and if and if you're living a life of trusting him um, then this should not be a, a – it certainly shouldn't be a source of stress for you. It, right. should, it should be – I just, and, and the reason I bring that up, I just had a guy in my office just today who's uh, – he's dying, and he knows it, and his time is short. And so we got to talking about this very issue, and uh, he just looked right at, back at me, and he said, I'm not afraid because I know – I know I'm going to be okay. And I said, isn't that great to be able to have Mm -hmm. that peace because Mm -hmm. you have trusted Jesus enough to know, I don't know exactly how that's going to work. I don't know what it's going to look like, feel like Uh, I got some clues, but in the end, I'm just trusting him and I know he's going to take care of me. And I told him, I said, that right there is what you hold on to for That's these last, right. whatever, however long that you have, you just hang on to that. Keep on trusting him and well, you'll be okay.
1: I've been with enough people in that place where that conversation, the exact same conversation with different people. I, I always come away from that going. That's what the writer of Hebrews meant when he says faith is the evidence. Yes, mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like. I have faith that Jesus is taking care of and the evidence of it is the peace that I have yeah. in mm-hmm. the face of something something that most people don't. Yep. That is the evidence of my faith. Yeah.
2: And what we know for people who eventually it will be all of us there. One thing we, can, we do know for sure is is that the writers of the Bible tell us over again that we won't taste the sting of death right. that that's anyone right. who's held. And who knows what that even means. <laughs> but I'm, I have confidence that that means it's going to be good. Yeah. I just that,
1: spoke at a funeral of a friend of mine who went through that. And that's the passage. I said, you know, Jesus says to Martha, if you die and you believe in me, you'll be raised from the dead. But he said, anybody who believes in me and lives, yeah. they're never, never dying. dying. Yeah. Now, he meant something by that he that did. was different from mm-hmm. if you die. Yes. He makes a distinction. But I, do I know for sure what that means? I do not know for sure what it means. But I, know, I think it yeah. has to do with the sting of death. I know
0: yes. Dallas Willard believed that it meant that he might not know the difference. Right. I mean, he made That's that right. statement. He said, I, I suspect it will be sometime after I'm dead before I realize it. Yes. And you just sit on, chew on that for just a minute. Yeah. And that, that's a powerful statement.
1: Well, I can tell you for sure, having stand by the bed of people as they're dying, there is something going on with them that is not evident yes. to the rest of us in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not 100% of the time. I don't mean that, but I've certainly been in there enough to know, there are things taking place with them that are very real experiences oh, to yeah. them that are not apparent to me. Yep. Yep. So much so that there have been times I d- I didn't know they had left the body yet.
0: Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? True. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit in our near-death experience uh, series where we looked into those things. And, you know, there's a whole body of evidence right now and of people who are near death or even sometimes within a few days or weeks having some real experiences that have not yet been explained no Uh, that they are experiencing like you just said something that is going on there's a transition happening and and I don't know what that is. I can't speak any further than that, but mm-hmm. there's evidence that something is happening. So,
1: so back to your question, yes. we're at the same place. We we can't we say know. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot say, because the Bible doesn't say, and yeah. I'm, I just don't want to speculate
0: Yeah. And I I would say, you know, if if you've heard one or the other, you know, some people say, well, Jesus went to hell and took care of some things there or no, he went to paradise or whatever that is, you know, whatever that's describing Uh, again. Don't make an argument out of it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, there's not enough biblical evidence there to make, to stand on one to the point where you, you know, exclude other people for standing on the other side. Mm-hmm. So
1: it, it, yeah, it's in some, I know it's in some creeds. Yeah. It's a very oh, famous yeah. cle- creed that yeah. is included, included in, but you have to remember creed is not from the That's Bible. Right. Yeah, That's right. It's an explanation of some things, the way a person or mm-hmm. a group of people understood it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. As long as whatever doctrine you, you, know, you come down on is not taking away from the work of what Jesus did on the cross, because uh, I have heard some that, that border on that, and I mm-hmm. would be careful on those, yep. um, but as long as that is not going on, I think there's, again, a lot of freedom in how you want to interpret that. So, all right, that's it for what we've got today. That's all the questions I've got. So and yeah. if we
1: did not answer those better, you might need to ask the questions differently. Ask again or follow-up questions. We might not be understanding completely yep. what you want to know. There's a link
0: in the description. You can ask us more, clarify it, or just tell us to shut up.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So next week, we've got a couple more questions. We're gonna, next week, I'll give you a teaser. Okay. We're going to talk about money for a little while. Somebody has a question about money, and uh, then someone has a question about crosses. I'll just leave it at that. All right. Tune in next week. We'll answer those questions. See you then.
1: Bye.